Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. 
May the ancestors hear our prayers. Ancestors, 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 we call out to you during this time of tumultuous and alarming change and ask you to guide us to our courage, our confidence, and compassion. Enable us to heal from the past, be open to the future, and embrace the present. Grant us the ability to willingly shed our old skin and help us to take the necessary risk to write a new narrative for ourselves and for our world. And most importantly, enable us to place our heads below our hearts to put people over profit and to love others. For in doing so, we are remembering to love ourselves. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. And so it is. Welcome, welcome to Wisdom Walk Talk here on Black Hole Radio and my YouTube channel, Wisdom Walk to Self Mastery. I am your hosting guide, Jojapa Maria and Saroma, the fiery essence that came out of the water to be a vessel for the divine. Now, July is the second of three fire months in this double fire year, a time for invoking the ancestors telling and being our truth, and seriously practicing forgiveness. This month, I would like you to join me for, and this is going to be my only live broadcast, but I am going to be sharing my personal experiences tonight and revelations from the first six months of 2022. And then over the next Four weeks, I'll share rebroadcasts of my favorite broadcasts since January, and I encourage you to use the month of July to review your own experiences and revelations since January. Yes, 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 because we really want the remainder of this double fire year to bring us surprising fulfillment and unexpected happy endings in our lives. So tonight, I'd like you to sit, lay back, and join me for a review of 2022. Now, just as a reminder that when I'm broadcasting live like this, if you have any problem with your internet connection, you can listen over the phone at this number. It's area code 563-999-3089. I will be uploading a video of this broadcast to my YouTube channel, Wisdom Walk 2 Self Mastery. And if you have any questions, comments, cheerleading that you'd like to give, you can do that in the following ways. On my Facebook page, which is Wisdom Walk Radio, my Facebook group, which you're welcome to join, that's Wisdom Walk Community, my website, 
which is www.wisdomwalk2selfmastery.com. And, of course, in the comment sections below the video, once I get that uploaded. So, again, I invite you to sit, lay back, and join me for an exploration of the inner landscape where we can connect to our souls and discover the true, the real reason for being human. I say, I say. Wow. Wow, folks. We made it through the first six months of 2022, and it has definitely been no joke. Uh, there's been so much change, so much horrific change, um, things that have happened, things that are going on politically, socially, um, globally. Um, you know, we are not done with the pandemic. Um, like North Korea really had uh, or is still going through a really horrible experience of it with so many people being um, positive and, and many people dying. So, um, you know, we're all in this together. So if it's affecting one place, it's affecting all of us. And if we haven't learned that yet, um, we're going to keep getting reminders about that truth. So we're still, you know, to me, this is kind of the middle part of a trilogy. We're, we're not out of the woods yet. And so it's important, I think, that we do realize that all of this, all of what we're going through is designed to help us break through into this new age of Aquarius, this new level of human evolution and consciousness. So there's going to be this kind of battle between what was, sometimes what is, and what it is to be. And so the more that we can stay focused on doing our inner work, um, continuing to believe in our healing and our self-mastery practices, yeah, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to get to the other side of this. But as uh, Melodoma Somme said many times, he said that uh, the only way to get to the other side of the swamp is you got to go through it. So. That's what we're doing. So let me share with you some of the elemental wisdom for this week. And again, the elemental week starts on a Saturday this year, which was the day of the week that January 1st fell on. And so on Saturday, July the 2nd, which happens to be a fire day, the beginning of a fire week in a fire month, yeah, you can't make this stuff up. And so here is the opportunity this week. Be truthful with yourself and others. Call upon the ancestors to bring you clarity when you feel confused or conflicted. Walk your talk. Live in self-referred consciousness, meaning trust intuition and honest feelings more than the opinions, advice, or judgments of others. Allow your inner authentic self to be in charge of your life versus the image of yourself that you believe you have to project out to the world. As Mr. Rogers said, people can love you exactly the way you are. Yes, yes, yes. So have a very healthy and safe fire week. And again, throw some consciousness 
on that truth being, truth living, truth telling, um, and of course, invoking the ancestors to support you in that walk. Yes, yes, yes. Just as a reminder, Wednesday, June, I'm sorry, it won't be June the 22nd, because we're now in July. You know, it's so amazing to me how quickly, how quickly things are moving. They really are. And so the 22nd of July is going to be a Friday, and that will be our monthly Earth Day. And again, I really recommend that you go to the website earthday.org and check out all of the wonderful things they have that you can do as an individual on a personal level to make a contribution to this planet becoming more sustainable. There is the Canopy Project there that is about planting trees, replanting trees, especially where they've been devastated by both human and natural causes. There is the Fashion for the Earth Project where they are trying to get um, actually some legislation to regulate um, how textiles are being um, developed um, so that it can be more ecologically and socially responsible in terms of the clothes that we're wearing. Um, and not things that, of course, are, you know, uh, damaging the air, the water, and, of course, the topsoil of the earth. So, again, I encourage you to do your part, and I truly believe that together we can make this planet sustainable for the seventh generation that comes after us. Shay. Now, and I think I did a wrong thing, but that's okay. I think it'll work. Okay. I just have to um, redo my little camera here because it only goes for like 20 minutes. So I now am very conscious of when I need the break. So when I'm editing the film, I'm not having um, to have it be so technical that I can't figure it out. So I just needed to stop the film and restart it, which I'm going to do right now. So here's my overview of what I'm going to continue talking with you about tonight. Um, I'm going to share with you my three annual commitments that I made for 2022, and then share with you what I've learned since January of 2022, and then give you a personal growth opportunity so that you too can take on being conscious about how it is that you are making use of this radically transformative year. My opening quote comes from Maladama Sume, Elder Maladama Sume, um, my teacher and the author of The Healing Wisdom of Africa. And in that book he says, so I became aware that the fire had burned something else in me instead of my flesh. The idea that fire does not have to burn hit my mind, and I became aware that I can choose what I want fire to consume inside of me. I also realized that this is the kind of functional fire I needed in my life, the fire that burns away all undesirable things that get attached to me in 
my life's journey. Yes, yes, yes. And so that's why we do this work, so that we don't stay attached to the stuff that's not really going to be of service to us. And, you know, we all have a sacred contract, and I truly believe that that's one of the big reasons we're here in this dimension, in this domain, on this earth plane, is to heal, is to heal those core wounds. So here's my three annual commitments, and what is that? So I realized, I even did some research that said making a New Year's um, resolution doesn't hold um, that, you know, and it's usually about things like I need to lose weight so I can fit into a bikini or some Speedo um, trunks if you're a man, you know, um, something like that, that you go for it and maybe you do accomplish it by the time you want. But then after that's over, it's like it falls off and the whole resolution is not working. Uh, But um, when I thought about that, I was like, maybe the problem is resolution. It's not so much we're resolving something, but it's about making a commitment. And making a commitment, why? Um, Not for something external, but for something internal. Because the external stuff is going to change, you know, for, uh, you know, for a lot of reasons. But when you do something internally, it actually will define, it will project externally um, things that you didn't even know you needed. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what annual commitments are. It's an opportunity to intentionally lay out for yourself what is it inside of you that you want to grow, to heal, to evolve, to understand, to learn. Um, You know, it is about our inner growth and evolution. And the other reason I believe that annual commitments are so important is because, you know, what I so love about the um, cosmological science uh, where they're looking at the cosmos and looking at the galaxies and looking at how the universe works. And one of the things they discovered is that the, the universe is expanding. It's always expanding. Um, and you didn't really need to look at the universe to see that. I mean, that's what happens to us for our time here as human beings, right? We grow up. We grow up and we grow out. We grow into something else um, that we call death. But this notion of things are always moving and things are expanding is a natural process. It's a cosmic law. And we want to be participating in that. We don't want to go against that. And so making an annual commitment is a way to really keep yourself aligned with the natural impulse of the universe. It's also a way to make sure that you don't stay victimized by the results of expansion. Yeah, because what expansion is going to do, right, it's going to pull you away from something and take you into something else. It's going to put you in a whole different place. And this year especially, that's that energy. It's putting us into a whole different landscape, a whole different level of understanding who we are and why we're here. 
And so if you're not conscious about that, if you're not working with the expansion, you know, when that rug gets pulled out from under you, when the car breaks down and you don't know what you're going to do, when um, you get fired from a job and you thought that you were doing everything right, you know, whatever the situation is, if you're not in the consciousness that this is happening because I'm being stretched and grown, you will feel victimized. And you will begin to disconnect yourself with this beautiful, you know, even though it may be painful at times, expansive, natural energy of the universe, meaning getting to your gift, getting to what that gift is, um, instead of staying victim and fussing and complaining and, um, you know, transferring your pain all over the place. So, again, all of that to say why and what annual commitments are and why, again, I think they are so important. So here's my three. My three were, number one, aligning more deeply with my authentic self. I talk about that a lot. I talk about that as being a big goal of self-mastery. And so personally, I realize I need to continue to pull back the covers on the truth of who I am that um, that's going to be an ongoing process for as long as I'm here. And also realizing that as I age and as I mature, um, there's going to be some parts of me that will begin to be able to be exposed and to come out into the world in a way they couldn't uh, 20, 30 years ago. The second commitment is about releasing past fears to experience fulfillment in love. Yeah. And I've talked about this before on um, a couple of other programs, especially in February when I talked about it's all about the love. Um, and what this is about is really opening up to where in myself am I unconsciously blocked to experiencing all of what love is in whatever form, physically, mentally, emotionally, familially, you know, in terms of with my family, with colleagues, all of that, with the world itself. Um, and so, again, getting, getting rid of those blocks. And then the third one is about living my higher purpose through a deeper surrendering to my God. Now, a big part of my practice to be able to call myself a shamanic healer, to call myself a fire shaman, is that I align myself, I connect myself with my divinity within and with what I call my God. And whatever aspects and loving entities, I connect to that. And so it's never about I'm healing someone. No, it is about I am being in service to what God wants for that person. So it's, it's about a humbling of myself to be in service. And through the years, I've learned that that also is a never-ending story. Like there's always birth levels of surrender to being of service that we can get to. And I'm not talking about being a martyr, as you'll see in something I learned um, again, but at a deeper level uh, over these past six months. But it really is about learning what does that mean to be aligned with your higher purpose, 
in a way that it's not about your ego. It's not about what um, you did or didn't do, but really about being present to being of service to the light, to experiencing yourself as the light. Yeah, like what is that about? So again, those were my three, my three commitments. Now, let me tell you what I learned since January of 2022 because it was really interesting. So, um, and I was prompted by three major healing crises. Um, the first one was simmering because in December there was the annual, uh, the anniversary of the death of Miss Sarah. Um, who those of you who listen and know about Miss Sarah, because every week I give you one of her sayings, you know, a quote that she got from someplace and wrote in this wonderful um, diary of hers that I have access to. And she was just a love and just a light, you know, just a really great cheerleader for me, a promoter for me, a patron for me, and, and just a loving, loving mother energy for me. Yeah. And so, of course, I was feeling that grief, feeling that loss. And the very next day is when my teacher, Maladama Somme, died. So I was ending 2021 the way I had entered into it, which was in grief. And so by the time January rolled around, and I'm now like, okay, I got to go to work, I got to do work, I'm starting to be in this, this conflict, right, I'm in this conflict. So by the end, by the end of January, I'm just like an emotional, emotional wreck. And um, it comes very clear to me when I'm in a workshop on a Zoom and my friend Noor is doing an opening, let's calm and relax, let's bring ourselves present and take in three breaths. Well, by the second breath, I've just got all these tears behind my eyes, all these tears just bursting to come out. And so that's when I knew, okay, there's something going on here. And so here's what I learned as a result of that healing crisis, which turned out to be so deeply painful. I mean, this pain was so deeply embedded in me. It reminded me of when I had my recall in 1997. It was, it was that painful. Um, the good news is that I was conscious of it. I knew how to take care of myself. I canceled appointments and I really just let myself sit in that pain. And so what I, what I learned from that um, is that as a fire person, my truth telling includes my ability to validate others and myself. And it is a vital practice for contributing my gifts, my talents, and my genius to the world. Yeah. And, you know, some of the core wound pain that I was experiencing was 10 years of being invalidated by an aunt that I love dearly um, and how that imprinted on me. Um, you know, there, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. And not trusting um, my intuition enough or um, my ability to speak my truth or tell my truth without it being something bad or wrong, you know. Um, and so I came to realize that I was kind of still walking on eggshells around giving somebody the truth, right? Why? Because, right, you want to be liked. You don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. 
And so from this experience, this first healing crisis, I got really, really clear that in telling someone the truth, I was validating them. Yeah. And in return, validating myself as this is part of my, my service to the world. So, again, I was kind of, you know, embracing uh, my truth-telling gift at a deeper level and no longer needing someone or something outside of myself to give me permission to tell the truth. Yeah, absolutely. The second learning um, that came out of what I talked about last month of finding your eye in a storm. Um, it was the out of control hypertension because I was exhausted from not putting my oxygen mask on first. Yeah. And discovering how codependent I was being with some of my clients and that, um, that was not, that was not okay. So what I learned out of that episode that I needed to put my oxygen mask on first, I need to care for myself and put, make that a priority, I learned that I no longer need to doubt that I'm supposed to be here because that's what that experience was rooted in, that pain. And, again, a core wound of, you know, coming through at a time when a mother, as I'm developing in her womb, was heartbroken and just horribly distressed and upset. What am I going to do? How am I going to raise three children now? You know, all of that going on. Um, so that being imprinted with, mm, you're not supposed to be here. You're a burden. Um, and, again, realizing how deeply that was embedded, that it was still creating, um, you know, um, how can I say it? cloudy lens for me in terms of how I was viewing myself and the world. Um, so I now have clear glasses on <laughs> in terms of the fact that, um, no, you're supposed to be here and you don't need to doubt that. Don't waste your time doubting that. You're supposed to be here. And now what does that mean? And this is part of a new narrative I get to live. I get to live, I get to find out what is it like to believe you're supposed to be here. What is that really like? Yeah, yeah, unbelievably wonderful. And then the third thing that I learned, really powerful and kind of related back to everything else, you know, the first healing crisis, the second one with the out-of-control hypertension and the codependency with clients. And this one, the healing crisis shows up with, um, tendonitis on the top of my foot, which is interesting. So it wasn't plantar fasciitis, which is on the bottom. It was on the top of my foot, swole up my foot and my toes and the ball of my foot, so much so I really could not walk on it. And I was trying to ignore it, you know, thinking, oh, it's no big deal. It just needs me to walk on it a little bit. Well, that was really not a good idea. So, again, it was I had to get still. And I actually stayed on my couch for about two weeks, like really just being on the couch. I was not going out. I was not walking around. It, I was just like, I don't let this heal, using ice. And in that process, I realized that the more I let go of feeling sorry for myself, the more I let go of feeling sorry for others and experience how big their spirits are, truly 
and how that is a reflection of my own spirit. Yeah, yeah. And so the foot thing, um, because if you don't know about Louise Hay and her book, You Can Heal Your Life, you need to, because in the back she has a guide to how every emotional um, thing that we're moving through is connected to a physical thing we're moving through. So go and look up foot right away. And, of course, it is about being stuck. And I thought about that, and I thought about the kind of pain I was having, you know, over the top of the foot and coming out in the bottom, almost like a nail was put through. And then I went, boom, got it, got it. I'm trying to be Jesus on the cross. Oh, my goodness. The pain was telling me the nail got pulled out, so you need to come off the cross. (laughs) You don't ever need to go back up on the cross. You don't need to be Jesus in order to do your work. You just need to really... See people in the truth of who they are, how big they are, especially people that show up with the biggest pain. Those are big-spirited people. They may have forgotten it, and that's your job is to tell them the truth, not try to be Jesus and take on their pain or whatever it is you thought you were doing. So, again, letting go of that feeling sorry for, really, really big lesson. And out of that, which this is this this learning is definitely connected to this deeper surrendering, deeper surrendering to to my God in order to do my work. I don't need to be God to do my work. I just need to surrender to God. And so I want to share with you this poem that came through me, and it was really prompted by my my dear sister here in California named Gail, and uh, who asked me to to come to. Um, the uh, celebration of, um, I'm, I'm going to forget what it was. Anyway, it was a, celebrate, uh, a Jewish holiday. And she said, would you write a poem about light? And so this is what I wrote. And I want to share this. It's called Ode to the Light. For so long I feared you. I questioned and doubted you. For so long I denied you full access to every chamber of my heart. But when I entered my new lifetime, it was you who greeted me, you who sang to me, you are supposed to be here. So now I see through the illusion of my hands and feet and now place my head below my heart so I never forget I am the light. Ashe. So all of these things that I've shared with you, all of these things that I've shared with you, um, I hope will prompt you to take time, put aside time, create time to really review what it is that the first half of 2022 has brought for you. Um, So here's a personal Um, contribution to collective healing is the way to look at it. Um, Here's a a contemplative exercise for you. Um, First, review, or if you haven't done this, create your three annual commitments. Really important. Again, it's things that you want to grow, heal, um, shift um, on the inside, on the inside, yeah. 
and make them, if you haven't done it, for the next six months of 2022. Now, if you've done your annual commitments and as you're reviewing them, because this is something I'm doing too, is there anywhere you want to tweak it? You know, is there any revision to your annual commitments that you want to make? And so going forward into um, these next six months, what's going to be shifting? So, for example, um, I've learned that the more I let go of feeling sorry for myself, the more I let go of feeling sorry for others. And that's aligned with me surrendering more to my God. And so is there something that now I understand about that surrender that I want to put into an annual commitment? Yeah. Ah, just have to take a little water. And so once you've done that, the next thing I suggest is that you clarify for yourself the lessons learned, the revelations received, and what you now know about yourself that you didn't know before January 2022. Yeah. You know, I'm at an age where <coughs> it's not – things I don't know about myself, but it's about learning them from a different perspective. Um, oh, my throat just got a little dry. <coughs> the spirit talking through me. Okay. Taking over. Um, you know, there's, it's not, it's looking at things from a different perspective, I'd say, because I've done enough work on myself to unearth the core wound and, you know, <coughs> excuse me. Once you get that, it's not going to change. Um, but to see it from a different perspective, to understand it in from a different angle, yeah, all of that, all of that is, is really, really important. And so the learning about myself, you know, is coming in that way. If you're younger, there are definitely going to be things that, get revealed to you that you didn't know before. Definitely, like out of the box, like, whoa, whoa. And I'm not saying for those of us who are older, there might be something that shows up that we didn't know. No, that definitely can happen. Um, but for the most part, if you've been doing your work and you have discovered what your core wound is, you get that, um, then it really is going to be, okay, let me see how I'm sitting with it now. How am I understanding it now? Yeah. And then last but not least, and I think this is the most important piece, I really, really, really encourage you to commit to a daily practice of letting go and letting come for what you are intending to become your happy endings for this year and by the end of this year. And by letting go and letting come, yes, I'm talking about opening up and surrendering to your greater order and direction and how, whatever form that takes for you. Because this level of transformation, this rate of transformation that we are going through, we really can't figure it out. We can't figure it out. Don't even try, you know. Yeah, make a plan if that's a nice little intellectual exercise you want to do. But at the end of the day, put it aside. And just allow yourself to be present to what is showing up for you to tend to in the moment, in that day. Um, 
really want to co-create how it's all going to turn out. And you will feel so much better. Because, again, we are going through so much change so rapidly, you know, just yesterday. Think about this. If somebody had planned a trip, you know, a car trip um, in, say, January that they were going to do now in July, um, before the gas prices went up, right, well, that may have an impact on how you now get to do that trip, you know. Um, that kind of thing. That's just one example. But that's the thing. So, you know, if you do have a plan, just be flexible with it. Don't hold on to it because you'll feel like you're a victim and you're not. It's just that things are really changing very rapidly. We don't know from one day to the next. So what do we know? What do we know is that we can be guided and supported for things to work out for the best and to trust, trust, trust the process. So again, just a daily practice very simply of saying, you know, my God, enable me, enable me to trust you more than I trust myself. Yeah, yeah. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And then let it go. <sighs> okay, I have come to the end of my spill for you. Um, tonight. And as always, I want to do a shout out to my wonderful engineer, Miss Yvette Parker, and to the entire Black Hole Radio Be Well family for their continued support of my work to give me platform in this way. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I also want to do a shout out to all my regular listeners out there and those of you who have wisdom walk with me and you know who you are, to my family on both coasts, my spiritual kin everywhere, my transformational leadership colleagues, my medicine brothers and sisters like Aitsu and Ina around the world, and those who may be listening or watching in for the first time. Thank you. Big thank you. I couldn't do this without your willingness to listen and to watch. Now, I also want to do a special shout-out to Ms. Carmen Ray, another one of my fire sisters. And she has this wonderful magazine called Be Well Magazine. And I'm very blessed that she lets me contribute an article to her magazine every quarter. It's quarterly. It is online. Uh, the online version is free, but she does have a really high-quality print version that you can buy. And recently she started this wonderful podcast, and you can find this on Spotify and Anchor, and it's Be Well Magazine by Carmen Ray. But also you can go to her website, which is BeWellForWomen, all one word, dot com. And click under magazine and you get access to the magazine and my articles that are in there. And uh, she's also going to be doing her annual um, retreat that she does for women entrepreneurs in January of 2023 in Arizona. And she talks about that on her podcast episode today, which is wonderful. And what's so cool that Carmen is doing, Carmen is um, – you know, just able to pick up a mic and start talking, right? She's been doing these podcasts from her bed. She had COVID and she was recovering from COVID and doing these podcasts. And she does them very, she keeps them very short. 
Um, so it's like um, five minutes, uh, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, you know. Um, so they're very easy uh, to access, and especially for persons who are, you know, thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or doing some entrepreneurial and want to be connected to a supportive, loving community, yeah, Carmen's Be Well magazine um, is really set up for that. She's aligned with um, We Merge and Bond to Build platform, which I'm going to be using to um, more to put out um, my work and to, for people to get access to some com um, spiritual community work I'll be doing. And so, again, I'll have more information about you for the Enceroma Home Online later. But do check out Carmen Ray's Be Well magazine. It is fabulous, and her podcasts are just wonderful. Absolutely. <sighs> I will not be live broadcasting for the rest of July, but I'm going to share with you what I feel are some of my best broadcasts from January. I've been listening over some and um, picking out some that I think really keep um, giving us that, those reminders that we need to get ourselves to be able to navigate through this time in as healthy and as wise a way as possible. I also want to um, just say that, you know, again, we are just, you know, at a time, at a time where we do need to nurture ourselves. There's a lot of intensive things going on. Our nervous systems are all being, you know, challenged. And you have to take care of that by just resting as much as possible, relaxing as much as possible, doing nothing as much as possible, and giving yourselves those really much-needed breaks um, because this keeping our immune system strong is really important right now as well. So I just want to encourage everybody, especially this month, to really, really nurture yourself, take care of yourself, um, as much as you possibly, possibly can. And last but not least, I want to thank my God, my ancestors, my spirit guides, loving entities, everything that walks with me. He's my head to the sky, my feet to the ground, and my heart open to do this important work with and for all of you. Again, please have a very healthy and safe fire week that we are in. Be your truth. Live your truth. Speak your truth. Remember, we're not out of COVID yet, so please wear your mask. Don't take unnecessary risk. If you can't do a mask for whatever reason, then avoid crowds. Um, strengthen that immune system, like I said, you know, really taking care of your nervous system. Practice science safety, not perceived safety. Washing those hands, using those alcohol wraps, if you're going in and out of the supermarket, all of that really, really helps. But most importantly, please remember, you are not disposable. In fact, you are divine. Good night now. hope you enjoyed Convergence, and, and thanks again for sharing this part of your lives with us. It's been a real pleasure.
Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.